Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever. Dog. Interesting. I like forgot just how young Whitney Houston was. Yeah, was there, that was that. Yeah, that that really hit me with this because she seems so much older. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess it's because she's been she's famous our entire lives. Yeah, that's but it. she was so young when she became first became famous. But yeah, man, she was she was pretty young. <sighs> yeah, my mommy. It's so funny. I remember. Like watching that movie, I remember almost every one of these milestones. Like I remember when like she had the revamp. That's all right. It's like I I, I remember well, that, all yeah. these stages. Yeah. yeah, I remember like I think dog. I think like towards the end there, she was dating like Ray J. Like it was, it got it got wild, man. It got yeah. Really this wild. if I know we're gonna save this for the for the movie itself, but my main criticism is. Where was Mariah Carey? Because they, because they had, you know, there was a whole thing between them and you know the two of them, you know. And when 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 the Prince of Egypt came out, you know what I'm saying? Like that was like that was epic. That was an epic moment. Didn't they? Is that is that the moment when they both showed up to like an award show with the same dress and was like they just started peeling off things to make the dress look cool? It's like watch me now. Y'all remember this? It was like an award show. They did a bit on a that's award a, show. That's an I Love Lucy bit. They just took oh, an I love. Is it? <laughs> is it? I remember they showed up and they had the exact same dress. And then Mariah was like, uh uh-uh, uh. And then like pulled off a thing. And then Whitney was like, oh. And then pulled off another thing. And they just had like these cool, like, yeah. I guess Wait, I vaguely remember this too. It, I, I remember, I don't know if it was like the VMAs or like the Grammys, but it definitely was a music award show. They were the first divas, right? Isn't that like Whitney and Mariah, like the first divas? Well, like the, when we coined the term. Of our generation. Generation? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, because you know, Diana Ross. And, yeah, right? <laughs> and every, everyone prior to them. Like, <laughs> oh, true. True. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Is that even a good thing to say to people now, like being a diva? I thought it was like. It better be. Know. I mean, I'm a diva. <laughs> I'll take it. A diva in training. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, yeah. Of course you are, James. I, I think we had the cassette tape of Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. Oh, like wow. I, I remember the cassette, the cassette tape. <laughs> it was like Whitney Houston singing up with that. They bottled that. They said, "We are gonna sell this." <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow. Honestly, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Honestly, I, okay. Right? I mean, yeah. the only person who could sing the national anthem and make people go, I want to dance with somebody. I thought, hey, man, look, this is... <sighs> It's a new year. You know what I mean? Because like the national anthem is not, it's not like a bop, you know, it's just like a song that you sing. But if you can sing it so well that people listening to it are like, I want to dance with somebody. Right. You said no, we're that, done you, that you were done doing this bit. And it's a whole I new mean, year, so, man. It is 2023. It is I'm the year of about how good Whitney sang <laughs> The national anthem. We've been doing this pod for like 30 years. And you said you were done. <laughs> you said you were done. Like, James, do you not remember this? I, I, I remember it strongly. Listen, I am done. My New Year's resolutions are, I don't want to do this bit, okay? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not just sell a TV show, actually get a TV show made. Made, okay. okay. All right. And I want to dance with somebody. No, I see. Why is that your why is that your resolution? Because see, those other ones, those are, those are resolutions that I make like sense. dancing. OK, just start the show. Why are we your, still talking to him, James? It doesn't have to be on your list of let's, things. Let's do that. Talking let's to start, him. The, let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. And I will I don't think Kelly likes the. I don't think can she don't can she hear it? <laughs> wait, she was wait, like, I, I just looked back. Wait, I just looked back at the screen, and Kelly is peeking up over Bray's shoulder. James is singing so high pitched that it hit an octave only dogs can pick up on. Kelly was like, yo, where did she come from? Where did she come from? <laughs> I wish I would have taken a, a a picture of what she looked like peeking over Bray's shoulder. Like, what the, who <laughs> what is the this? Hell is this? What is the what is the fuck is going on? Hey Kelly, we don't know either. <sighs> we don't know either. This dude, wow. Clyde, Clyde, Clive. What's his name? Clyde Clive. Clive, Clive, Clive I mean, you know him. Clive was giving her hits just oh, yeah. hits they was just in well, his pocket he would just be like he would be like he had a good ear baby but he would just but the thing is there were no misses that's the thing I think the thing I don't get ear. is there wasn't a single miss he would be like hey here <laughs> I'd hear something and it would just instantly be. hey man you gotta have the ear James you got oh, the ear you got the ear man it's incredible you got the ear you, you the named ear. the uh, School after him. Oh yeah, oh, thanks really? so. Their music yeah. school. Their music that school. Makes sense. Named the Clive D- Davis Institute for Music. Makes sense. First of all, I know this is the second episode of the new year, but for us, it's the first episode that we're recording in the new year. So we officially want to say Happy New Year. Hope your holidays were well. You know, twenty twenty three. It's going to be a great year. Yeah, we try I feel to say that. this every year, but no, I, I think this is going to be a great year. It feels good. 
It's a lot of build. That's it? 20, 2021 was the build year. <laughs> it was the build year, baby. 2022 yeah. is the build year. Uh, 2022, shit. 2020 to 2022 was the build era. <laughs> Somewhat of a dark era. But you know, we got past it though. We got past that dark era and now we're on the other side of it. We survived. We're on the other side. We did. We're we survived. On the other yeah. side. And if you're listening to us for the first time, you know, because this was part of your New Year's resolutions, you were like, I want to listen to more podcasts. You saw us on hey, we we've been getting write-ups in a lot of things, James. You you were saying we I was, we got a write-up in Wired. Oh, I you didn't know, know that. So, something called was it Looper? I don't know. Oh yeah, we got yeah Looper. Yeah, something Looper. called Looper. <laughs> I threw shade at someone who gave us a review. Who gave us a review? Not a Looper. Not a Looper review. Gonna be like these motherfuckers. I didn't say shit. we didn't get. I didn't say we didn't get written up anymore. I didn't say that. That wasn't what I said. I thought you okay. I thought you I were will reserve we, what I did say. For <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for people, the private. People are hearing about us on these streets, all right? <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, what you heard is true. We are a film review podcast. We do review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Like last week, we are taking a look this week at another, I guess, the only way to describe it as an awards bait film. There's no other way to describe it. Well, I guess the other way to describe it is a musical biopic about Whitney Houston, but... It is an awards bait film. Okay, we're in awards season. We will be doing an episode, I think, about 2022 in review. It'll be an interesting episode. If you are also trying to know which voice is which, because there are three of us, the voice right here. They don't. No, no, they want to know. They're very curious to know who is who. So the voice that you're listening to now, that sounds like. Don't, what you gonna honestly, say? What you sound like? I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to. I was, yeah, was, don't yeah, do you, it. Yeah, what you sound like? Don't what you sound like? No, I want to hear this. What you sound not like? Not this early in the new no, year. No, 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 James. Episode. The man wants to. <laughs> the man wants to relate his voice to a musical right. talent. Okay, this. I'll tell you what this voice sounds like. Uh -oh. This voice sounds like a, a brother of Michael Jackson. A brother of Michael Jackson. Why? Interesting. Uh. Is that wait? Do you want another try? This is the first one of the. This is the first one recording of twenty twenty. You want to try again? Another try. All right, all right. Let me get another try. Let me get another try. Okay, okay. This voice sounds like someone who has really great music, but also makes super questionable life choices. Wait, no, I don't want that one. Wait, okay, never mind. No, hold on. What? All right. <laughs> okay, I, I got, I got one. I got this. Is my last, this is my third. third try, okay, third try. this is the voice that sounds like a very stable, smart, wait, possibly Jewish. <laughs> wait, possibly oh no, music. Oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. I, I think, I think this, I think oh, this music producer in question is oh, is definitely bad. Jewish. Not he is possibly Jewish, right? Jewish. Okay, I, just, I wasn't. He I wasn't sure. Was, I had to double check out loud. He was Jewish in the. James, <laughs> the yeah, okay. this man just said his voice. His voice. <laughs> we ain't talking about Clive. I thought about you were going to say. I, <laughs> yes, that's the voice of Jonathan Brady. All right. Okay. All right, the voice that's starting off 2023 trying not to get canceled is that of Gerard Milligan. And this voice, who might very well be the new voice of a generation, which is what I thought you were going to say. Oh. Wow, yes, that, that, that was great. This is, my name is, it's, uh, it, uh, it, this is, 
This is the bit you're starting to <laughs> happen in. What, what, what are you That you can't on? say your own name? It's... <laughs> James the third. <laughs> wow, we're starting off strong, wow, just this like is this film. A freaking Listen, mess. We <laughs> are reviewing the film. I want to dance with somebody. It's a Whitney Houston biopic directed by uh, Cassie Lemons. He just said it, Cassie Lemons. I don't know what I'm saying, but I want to see what they look like. I don't know. Starring Naomi Nikki. Cassie Lemons is the director of Eve's Bayou and Oh Harriet. A little film called Harriet. Oh, we also, <laughs> <laughs> but is also Bernie in Candyman. Yeah, an actor in Candyman. It's a lot of O's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did she direct Eve's Bayou, or was she in Be- Eve's Bayou? Yeah, yeah, that was her. That was her debut movie. Actually. Yeah, she directed Eve's Bayou. You made me doubt myself. She also directed Black. No, Nativity. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to doubt you. I just was. Wondering. I know. I'm just saying that your comment <laughs> made me doubt myself. Which honestly. <laughs> Going into 2023, I can't keep doing. No, okay. <laughs> Black Nativity. Okay, so she directed East Bayou, Black Nativity, Harriet. We have reviewed all of her movies except Talk to Me, right? All right, one out of four ain't bad. No, no, sorry. We should uh, direct Talk to Me. We should do Talk to Me. Actually, it comes about the guy from DC. I actually remember watching that with my stepdad. I haven't seen Talk to Me, so I would I would love to watch Talk to Me. Actually, I wanted to see it when it came out, and I never got around to it. As I said, this movie stars Naomi Aki, also stars Stanley Tucci. Tucci, no, oh, look at that. I, you know, we should one. At, I don't know if people, if you guys care about this, but. I do find it interesting just because there's been several films that I've watched recently that's centered around Jewish families played by non-Jewish actors. And I am starting to be like, huh. Especially just because they always they always have like an accent. You know what I mean? Like there's some like I don't know, there's something about it that I'm like, I'm like, this is interesting. But I was like, you know, like I didn't realize Tooch wasn't Jewish. I didn't know. Tooch? Well, he is Italian. I mean, no, he probably, I mean, I, he might not be. I just, I just had no idea. Let's see. Let's see what the Goodia says. Albanian. Yeah. Nope. I don't see any Jewish. I don't see any Jewish. Wow. Tooch. Wow. He had a, they, they made a song Look, for him. And like, everybody's been doing it. I mean, Fablemans has a bunch of non-Jewish actors. Oh, yeah. The Armageddon time. Same thing. Anywho, we'll talk about that in our year, in our, to, uh, and our 2022 year in review. But right now we're talking about, I want to dance with somebody. And if you're thinking, man, it's pretty late into this podcast and you seem to not really be talking about the movie, you may be onto something. <laughs> Don't do this. This film. Don't do this. We haven't started yet. No, just, yeah, just tell them about the, you know. Just tell them the facts. Just tell them. Yeah, man. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, so yet. box office right now, it's got a, you know, it's a $45 million budget. So far it's grossed $28 million. It's been out, you know, it's only, it's only been out a week, so. Yeah, it's pretty okay. interesting. All right, all right, all right, okay, you know, okay, 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 all right, all right. Not, not terrible. Yeah, it's, we'll see how it does. Anything. You do anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, it got, it's, got, it's got time. It's got time. Yeah. It does have a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. What about that audience, though? Facts with the audience. What the audience talking about there, boy? What about oh, that audience? Actually, yeah, the audience has 92%. Okay, okay. there you go. People want Come to on, audience. People wanted to dance. And uh, there was a director change. We should, I'm going to note that. Oh, oh I shit. did not know that. There was a director change. Basically, right, e- either right after 
filming had started or right before? No way. It's the both of those times are entirely too yeah, that's too uh, close. close to yes, yeah, too there's not much info about it, just that there were creative differences. Who was it originally? Who's original, you know. A woman who directed the film The Weekend that stars Friend of the Pod, Shashir. She also directed the photograph movie. Hold on, I'm gonna Ah, uh, the photograph. I was like, why do I feel like I because I didn't see the weekend, but that director's name is Stella Meggie. Also a black woman. All right, cool. This film was written by a white man. We should say that. Oh, I could tell the same, the same you white man. Tell? <laughs> I thought it was written by a white woman, to be honest. So I take that back. White I knew woman. it was written by okay. a Caucasian. I knew that. Okay. The man who wrote this, Anthony McCartan, also wrote the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. Oh, I never saw that. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin'. Earnin' is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin' app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with, when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. I mean, I have heard y'all talking about it. So I'll, I'll go first. And just say that, like, I've said this about about biopics before. I think sometimes they suffer when they try to cover so much space. And 
and time. And this one, I think, was definitely had that stuff. Now, I'll talk about stuff more specific <laughs> as we get into it, you know. But it was, it certainly felt like it was just jumping around, you know, just to make sure it hit the greatest hits. And to me, I think that's a problem. Like, it felt like reading a Wikipedia about about Whitney Houston. Oh, go ahead. Just because you said that, can I tell you something right now? You do, Anybody who's listening to this, if you read the Wikipedia plot for this film, I have never seen, I have never seen a Wiki, Wikipedia plot for a movie so perfectly encapsulate exactly what happens in the movie. Because the way that you read this Wikipedia plot is a, it's just scene for scene what happens. And the way that it, you read it is exactly how it happens in the movie. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing de- deeper than when at just reading the thing. And it's just like, in 1983, Whitney Houston saying it's part of a church choir. Her mother pushed her to be better, you know. Now, now at, w- at one evening, her mother saw that Clive Davis was in the audience and she encouraged Houston to sing in her place. Houston sang The Greatest Love of All, which impressed David, <laughs> who signed her. I mean, but that's the movie and it really feels like that and like, and it feels like a disservice to Whitney Houston if I'm being, if I'm being honest. Like, and it was, it's upsetting because I do think that this actor is doing a fantastic job and her, in, in her vocal impression of, of her is, is strong. I mean, now I do think that Okay, this is this is also me as a fan who was there, who who like lived through it, you know, on the outside. It was just like she could have done, she could have, she could have lip synced more songs. I don't know how many she did. I know that some yeah, of them she lip synced a, a a good amount. I think. Yeah, yeah, and it and I just would have rather her have done like more, <laughs> you know, like just like just to, not all, not all, but just so that like. Well, only, and this is, I, I will preface this by, I do think that her perfor- her vocal performance was, was strong. Um, I just feel like there was a lot of like, there were those, there was those few moments where it was like, well, I don't know, this one could have been, <laughs> you know, like this, this one, I just remember it being different than this, you know, kind of thing. But some of the big, I think some of the biggest ones she was lip syncing, like the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's what it was in Bohemian, right? I don't think he sang any song. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had yeah, songs. yeah. They sang in Rocket Man, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of, and I think it's weird when people are like, "Oh, they didn't even they're lip syncing." I'm like, "Yeah, of yeah, course." You know, are you kidding? Like, what else? <laughs> what are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. What What else do I want to say early? That's it. That's my main. That's it. That's my my main thing is that like become it's frustrating to watch because. Because they could have like, I mean, you know, like, it's like, I don't know. It just feels like if you're going to make a movie like this, go deeper into stuff so that I can go on a journey that I don't feel like I went on. I think that's a decent point. Being alive at the time. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it felt like I was just like watching a news clip. Like, Oh, now this is happening to Whitney. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what really happened in real life. Anyway, anyway, that's it. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I'm sure y'all have stuff to say. I'll, that's it. That's, that's my initial. Why we got to start off the year like this? <sighs> Man, the movie. This is the movie that they made. What what, what, do we, what can we do? It's not, This is the last movie that we can even review that's going to have some Oscar, you know. It's like, it's it's Nope, The Woman King, This and Till. <laughs> oh no! You know, 
Oh my god! And I guess, I guess, like, I mean, like, don't you dare! You know, say, in terms of the black films, uh, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Will Smith slavery movie. Oh, I guess Wakanda Forever, Wakanda Forever, and Emancipation. Will Smith running in black and white. I really am curious about it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I like saw the trailer and I was like, "This is." I can't believe no one told him not to do this. But it, but I was also like. It was his but idea. maybe I'll press play. <laughs> but maybe, anyway. But I, listen, wait. I already said my okay. next thought. It's y'all turn. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. All right, fine. Oh, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. You, well, right, so you won, Bray. So does that mean you go or Gerardo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get the pick. You get the pick. Does this oh, right. does this count as initial thoughts? Just Yo, this is this race silently going Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. I'll this just. Whole episode I was like, about to be a mess. Okay, look. How can I put this mildly? Don't do this. This movie can was you? shockingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. I'm deeply confused. The thing I'm not confused about is the fact that the director who was supposed to direct this left because of creative differences. I can only imagine the train wreck that this person saw coming. I'll say this. I'm going to put the majority of the blame on the writer, not just because he's white, <laughs> but because I do think the I do think the script, I do think the script is just so clearly the worst thing about this movie because it it almost feels like there isn't a script. Like at one point Tessa was like, "Is there even a is there a script?" and it was because there was a scene that actually weirdly felt improvised even though it's like why does this why would anything in this movie be improvised was it the scene was it the scene when the when the mom was like can can you get some soda get some soda pop get some soda soda she like says it (laughs) she says it three or four times in a weird way where you're like is she just making this line up? Because <laughs> that, because I had that same thought. That's, one, that's, that's really one. weird. But the the other scene for me was when oh, oh, forgot the character's name, but the 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 young woman who's like her like early lover, Robin, like comes and like it's like the scene where she finally leaves, even though yes, right, you don't understand it. And then she's like, and then when like when she's leaving, she's like, oh, and by the way, your dad's in the hospital. Yo, I was like, yo. laughed out loud. It was like it's like it's as if it's as if they like. They like were like, here are the beats you need to hit, and then the actor was like, oh shoot, I forgot to mention that the dad's in the hospital. <laughs> and just said it then, and they were like, yeah, that works. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, this is no way somebody wrote that and then approved that, right? I don't know. It felt like it felt like the structure of that scene was supposed to be that like, and then the dig at the end is that her dad is in the hospital. You know, like. And a dude ain't tell her that what it was, and then and then Bobby Brown didn't tell her exactly, exactly. Yeah, I thought the <laughs> okay. same thing. Break, well, I'm going to try to explain something that I said to to the guys earlier, which is like the pacing of this movie feels so quick to me. Like every, I was like, man, they are letting nothing breathe. Like we're not. It doesn't feel like the scenes don't feel cohesive. Like they don't feel like there's not there's not like a journey happening. It is exactly as James is saying, which is just like it's just like this event and then this event and then this event. And at the same time, I was like, this movie is so long. How is it so long? There was a part in the movie where she was already doing the bodyguard. And I was like, how much more? And I was like, I was like, man, we're already at the bodyguard. And I checked and it was like an hour. And I was like, I was like, wait, an hour? How is there still an hour and a half left of this film? I don't understand. And I don't, I still don't actually comprehend 
how it took so long, other than maybe how long the musical numbers were, because they did kind of, some of them, they just were like, we'll sing the whole song. And I was like, okay. And maybe that works better. I, this is what I was going to say about Bohemian Rhapsody. As much as I do think that that movie is, is also very paint by the numbers and a jukeboxy mu- musical, it at least felt like some scenes had some sort of weight because they were like threading some kind of line. Whereas this one, I, I honestly, and maybe they weren't trying to do anything. I don't know. Like, it felt like this movie wasn't trying to say anything at all. And maybe that has to also to do with the fact that uh, the state was a part of the f- filming. But like, I was like, you can't just not have a take because otherwise we'll just watch a documentary. Like, it, this is worse. This is worse than... Yeah, a documentary would have been stronger. It would have been stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a documentary. But anyway, I was like, if you want to just recount all of the life events that happened with Whitney Houston and say nothing about it, then that's what a documentary is. Like, why are you making a movie? Yep. Bro, you ain't seen nothing but a lot, boy. Keep it going, man. And I, I do think it's, I think it's a shame. Like, I feel bad. Like, I, I mean, I guess her family is happy with it. I don't know. But like, it feels like a huge disservice to one of the greatest singers of all time, like hands down easily. And like, someone who's rec- some of their records still stand today like it's just like it's so i don't know man it's cr- and it's crazy to me because i actually don't i feel like there are a lot of musical biopics that do really well ray be you know like i don't know like it, it just felt like why did why was this one so bad anyway no bro listen <sighs> you, you done bro before i get into this thing yeah man? i'm done costumes were great though Costumes were fantastic. Charlie, shout out. Look, man, this movie's terrible. Okay, I'm going to just be quite frank. I mean, I don't know what to say. The thing is, the whole time Bray was talking, I was like, okay, let me compare the budgets of the three movies. Like Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody. I want to dance with somebody. Bohemian Rhapsody had 50, 50 mil. Okay. This movie had 45 mil. Rocket Man had 40. Rocket Man got this nigga floating in the air. Yeah, he goes and, like, to doing space. dream sequences. <laughs> He's float. It's so crazy. There, there's actually artistic choices being made. Oh, yeah. man. All right. And it's so tricky Sorry. because no, no, you're right. And I'm and I'm it's a two you know what it was? Watching this movie, I was trying to give it grace because I'm like, oh man, maybe their budget was just really low. So they couldn't like do certain things. I was like, like, maybe the budget was really low. Like anytime we had one of those performances, you could tell it was like not not CGI to make it look bigger. Like Bohemian Rhapsody had the one, which I now watching this movie. It wasn't that I wasn't the biggest fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. It was just like, it glossed over some of the more serious moments. I think the big thing with Bohemian, though, is, is that Bohemian started at the end. I didn't think about what Bohemian that worked was that it built towards like the finale. So it started at the end and it was like, oh, he'd been through some shit. This is like the last big performance. And then we got to see how they had to make it and come back and be a band. So we got to see the trials. Look, man, we lived through it. Whitney went through some shit, dog. Like, straight up, like, went through so many things. And it's tricky because I felt like we got no new information that wasn't tabloid information. I don't think I learned anything new about her besides anything I heard rumor-wise. When the movie ended, it was a really weird ending because it ended at the Beverly Hills Hotel 
so it didn't like it ended at the Beverly Hills Hotel where we all know what happened, but then cut back to something else. So it didn't even it didn't even build to the night of the incident. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it I just don't know. I think Bray's right, man. I think Whitney deserved better. I think I do think because if you see some of those like more, you know, maybe when she was going through her interviews, Whitney was like a raw ass woman. Like they they try to make her like super, you know, whatever, but like she was raw as hell. And I think she would have been like, if you're going to do this movie, do it right. I don't know, man. It was just, it, it felt low budget. I love Shane Aston, but like, he should not have been Bobby Brown. Like, everything felt hella weird. Like, I don't know. I, the way they got into the music wasn't the best. And the thing is, I think Bray's right, where the writing did hinder this movie. But low key, man, if I'm look, if I am looking at, if I'm looking at, Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm looking at Rocket Man. I think a lot of that is on a director as well, man. Like Bohemian, I mean, Rocket Man had less money than this movie, but was so goddamn creative. And again, that's a lot of based on the script, but like the way they shot it looked like a film. This is like a TV movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just felt bad watching this movie. I was like, oh no, I was rooting. I was rooting for it. Uh, yeah, and I'll just. Because I agree with you that it it didn't build to their to their ending, but those two budding those two scenes together for me was moving, and then I was like f- upset that the scenes that came before it didn't feel like I was like building dramatically to this moment. Like I like I like the idea the idea behind you know the guy at the bar talking about that performance, her remembering that performance, drawing the back, and then we see it. I like, you know, I like that. I like that idea, <laughs> you know, but the way that it, the, the way that it happened was, uh, yeah, didn't yeah. quite work. And uh, that was also way too late. That was like the very end of the movie. Yeah. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. I'm I'm honestly going to read along with this Wikipedia page because it's it's just so, so spot, spot on. on. So spot on. <laughs> and this is the thing that I, I 
you know, I'm not fully equipped to talk about, but I do feel like the early relationship she has with Robin is something that was like, people were like, oh, are they going to talk about it? And they like confirmed that they were going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, Robin's played by the actor Nafessa Williams, by the way, who was good. I thought she was at the CW superhero show. What was it? Black Lightning. She used to do it in Black Lightning. Oh, Black Lightning. And I like that they were like concentrating on that. I feel like the film then like kind of abandons that storyline. Like it abandons pretty much every storyline in this movie where they're it just because they're just going from thing to thing and there's no doesn't feel like there's any through line like nothing really gets resolved like i guess there are scenes that are technically are supposed to be the resolutions to stuff but it feels like you're just like wait what like what's happening with that and like and then because we're time jumping it's just like what like nothing feels real the beginning of this movie is the closest you get i feel like to feeling anything about any of these people so the beginning of this movie it's just like it's her as this wikipedia plot summary says in New Jersey, Whitney Houston sang as part of a church choir. Her mother, Sissy, is a professional singer, pushed her to be better, even if she is being hard on her daughter. <laughs> and Houston befriends Robin Crawford, and the two develop a romantic relationship. And I would have loved it just focused on those two. Like, if you're going to do this differently, talk about the love of her life that is, like, there the whole time. It's, I mean, this is not musical, but I remember watching over the holidays Love Actually and, like, the rock star in it the closest person he had was like a manager and it kind of was like weird. Like, is this like an intimate, but it's something about having this person living in a time where you couldn't be like the person you wanted to be. There's also like the music, the religious aspect. It just felt like that was a creative thing they could have did if they didn't want to do a normal biopic. Like, I mean, and even, and even <clears throat> rocket man to an extent, even though that relationship, uh, I don't think ever was romantic, but it was just like, they were just so close to each other you know, and like had such a great working relationship, even though I, I think only Elton in that scenario is gay. The other guy is not. He was straight the whole time. But like, but even the way that they focus on the, on those two and how they work together and, and how they push and pull against each other was very dynamic. And I thought, and, and to Bray's point, it does feel like it's about to be a movie about this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then it... Yeah. They just abandoned it. And it's not. The other thing that, that's hard for me, too, is like, okay, so she's singing in the, in the choir. Her mom's hard on her. We get, like, oh, by the way, the dialogue in this movie is atrocious. What's, hey, but like, name the name. What's the get, white dude who wrote this break? Well, let's name, what's his name? Hold on, let me look him up. Let's name this dude. Guy. I want to see where he come from. I, already, I did say his name. Anthony McCartan. You keep going, Bray. I'm going to keep looking up what he's done. So I think, like, we get through Robin, like, that her mom was like a famous thing. She's like, your mom's famous. You're, you're like, wait, your mom really is like this person. Like she's a famous singer. She sang with this person. And, she, and then Whitney's like, not only that, she did this. And also like technically like Aretha Franklin. is Yeah, this is my aunt. And like Aretha Franklin is my godmother. And I was just like, is this, what? <laughs> what? There's no chance they ever talked like this ever you know and and it was just so weird because because they were talking like that i was like is this a new friendship where did she come from who is robin how did they meet you know what i mean like when did they start developing romantic connections like 
this is in the 80s, you know? I, yes, like, they're, like, you know, like, I'm, like, there's still homophobia today. There's definitely more homophobia then. So, like, when did they feel comfortable doing this? When did Whitney, like, admit, like, that she had romantic feelings for a woman of the opposite sex? Like, and I understand they, like, I get, like, they are trying to be careful because they don't know these things. But again, you have to take some artistic license and you have to do something if it's going to be in the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, because it because it, it, it ends up feeling, it, at least to me, it felt like vague. It felt like a vague yes. <laughs> relationship. Yeah. It, it felt, <laughs> you know, like... Felt... Oh, sorry, just keep going, sorry. Well, no, I mean, I mean it, but it's just that we see them together and we... And we see people giving them looks on occasion, right? You know, and you're like, oh, they both have short hair, yeah, and like, and that, and and like, and just talking about, just talking about having like wearing a certain type of clothing and being around young men, but that was like, and 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 you know, we get a reveal later when Robin's like, you you, I love you, don't you love me? And at a, at a point where, like, even though we see them together. It doesn't, fe- it do- and we see them kiss, but it doesn't feel like they're having, they're going on the, the having the roller coaster that is being in love with somebody. You know, it doesn't it, feel it, like that when that happens. It just feels like a paint by the numbers type situation. And the thing is, I'm reading right now, and I can't tell if it was a writer or Whitney's estate. So, I mean, as you see in the movie, like, you know, they don't like her doing certain things. Like they're very religious. Now I'm looking at it and they were like, they were very heavily involved in the story aspects. Of it. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, again, I'm not defending this white dude, but I'm just like, some, something happened here. Like either. Let me, let me oh, say, even, even if, even without this, the, the, the script is bad. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't, we don't even, <laughs> just, it's to, just like, to reiterate, just to just, reiterate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, like this, this estate thing is definitely true. And yeah. also the script is still bad. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm wondering if that's why they avoided it. So like, the thing is nothing happens here. Like I remember like, you know, with Bohemian Rhapsody, they kept saying like, why aren't we talking about, you know, Freddie Mercury? And they're like, yo, his estate was like, we ain't doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they only could do the surface level, like glances and like, like him walking away. And the thing is, they had. I was just gonna say, apparently, the director fought to have the kiss in. Like they didn't even necessarily. They they were like, we we want to establish. And I and I read a quote that Clive Davis said, like, like it's true. There was a one year teenage uh, affair that happened. Like that's how he described it. And so like they're really trying to downplay what this was like i feel like they're even like i feel like in their minds they're like it was just like a like a teenage thing you know like oh like i like a girl you know not really like kind of like that's how that's what it feels like to me like it wasn't real even though she kept this woman in her life her entire life for so long yeah (laughs) and but and then and then i'll also just say that this same problem with this relationship, I, I it feels like continues throughout with her other romantic relationships. Like when they're like, Jermaine, you're with Jermaine Jackson. It was just like, well, what? When did the, <laughs> you know? And and then and then Bobby Brown is like, it's like, oh, Bobby Brown. And then the next thing you know, they're getting married. Like it was like, oh, we're, oh we will be <laughs> talking jumped, about that. <laughs> they jumped around. This is my thing. It felt like 
I, you know what it is? Because I was, I, <laughs> I've been trying to watch movies, and when I recognize it's bad, I'm like, what's making this movie bad? Like, I rewatched Black Adam yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I know I said I liked it. This movie's bad. And I was like, oh, now I see why this movie's bad. <laughs> and like, I get it. And I was watching this movie, and I'm like, why is this movie? You didn't have movie? to just bring up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> For I no reason at all, you just, you just <laughs> up. It's bad. It's bad. Like, look, I said it was good. I was, I was in the hype. I watched it yesterday with a clear eye, a clear heart, and I was like, this shit is bad. <laughs> it is so bad. And I was watching this movie, and I'm like, man, this movie's awful. And I knew it was awful in the first five minutes. And I was like... Wow, first five. Because... I, I would say first 15 for me. See, this is my yeah, thing, It took Bray. me a second. It took me a no, second. No, because you know what it was? It looked cheap. You know what I mean? I was like, something about it, the way it was shot, sure. something about it feels TV movie. And I'm like, this isn't a Lifetime movie. What's going on? And then... <laughs> oh my I, God, it feels like a Lifetime movie. It feels, movie. but it what really I realized, does. if you look at a movie like Rocket Man, like Ray, as an audience member, even if the movie's shot, whatever, whatever, we are learning something new about the performer. It is like, it is either, you know, confirming a story you heard. Like, if you look at Ray, Ray Charles went through some shit and he was fucked up. And we see it. We see the messiness. Literally, if you watch Rocket Man, like he is in the movie is about him in rehab and then like kind of his life story while in rehab. And in this movie, it almost felt like they wanted to paint her as some angelic character while also trying to make her a human. I think at one point, Whitney Houston says something about like when people like make you a princess and kind of take away that you're a human. And I'm like, that. That is a crux of a story. Like someone that you put on a pedestal, but you realize this person has cracks. That is what I want to see. 100%. And we didn't yeah. see any of it. And we no. did, but we... No. You know, if no, she brought out didn't. cocaine, she they brushed told us. Yeah. It like, I mean, That's the thing. She brings out cocaine. And then four scenes later, we see her just uh, uh, disheveled and in the, and in, and in the, the closet or, or attic or whatever of her. And th th none of that was in the... Okay, it's fine. I'm sorry. All right, hold on. Wait, I just want I because it is all bad. I just want it just just for people to understand how this movie went. Like, first of all, so all of that stuff in the like, and they that's the most the most time, and it's not that much time. And and we already pointed out like how there's so many questions about this relationship, and yet the beginning of the movie where they're kind of doing that stuff with the relationship is the most time it feels like they spent with anything in this whole film because. Her rise to fame. First of all, when you make a musical biopic, this is the most this is the most exciting part of a musical biopic is watching a person who you know is famous, who you know is going to be famous, who you know is amazing, watching that person get from like nobody knows who I am to everybody knows who I am. That jump is like the part of the it's like you know when you see and this is the other thing like Bohemian Rhapsody for all its flaws did this well. You know what I mean? Like Rocket Man obviously does it well. Like Walk the Line, like Ray, like these the, they're musical biopics. Like this is the part that's like so tasty, you know? Like is watching them like do their first thing and be, and in this movie, it's literally like okay, so she's singing. All of a sudden we get a scene where this guy who we've never seen before is just like talking to Clive Davis and he's like, "I'm telling you, she's the best," you know? She's the voice of our generation. And you're like, where, where did this guy come from? Who is he? Why did we never saw? We didn't see him. How did he know about her? Now, this is the other thing. And he never came back. So then he takes her to the thing. The mom 
Did she know Clive Davis was coming? We don't know. Okay, do we? Right. We don't know if she, we, she doesn't know. <laughs> we don't know if she knows he's coming, but we do know that she, she just sees see, him. Yeah. The way that it's played is like she sees him in the audience. She's like, oh, oh, oh my voice. Uh, you know, you got to say. And it's like, which is, it's so confusing because, by the way, the scenes that we have before this is her mom being super hard on her. And she says, I just want to sing. But we don't, even in that scene, we don't really get a sense that it's like, does she want to, does she just want to sing or does she want to be a famous musician? Like, also her mom, like, does her mom feel like, you know, well, wait, what, what, and what movie did we watch? Oh, I guess it was a, it wasn't a real beauty. Was I that, kept thinking yeah. about yeah, beauty and it was this based whole on time this, But it was based on this, it was based on Whitney. Yeah. It was based on Whitney. Yeah, it was based okay. on Whitney. Like, you know, but based on, you know. And Beauty had a lot of flaws. Obviously, we talked about them. But, like, Beauty at least had that had that storyline done well, which is mom was a singer, but clearly didn't get to where she wants to be and is trying to get her daughter to be where she wants to be. In this movie, no idea. No idea if that's true or not. And fine, I get it. The estate is involved, so you can't say anything bad about the mom, you know. But, like, we have no... Like, there's a weird scene where, like, their parents are fighting and she and Whitney's really upset by it in this way that feels strange because she's a teenager. Like, I, I get, like, I guess, like, it is upsetting to a teenager, but she feels, like, a little too old to be, like, the the amount of upset, like, and scared that she is, especially because we never see the father, like, hit the mother. Did that happen? I don't know. We don't know. You know what I mean? Like, or the brother feel, seems really chill about it and then she just smokes some weed, which is... I don't know if they were trying to say like that's that was her that was a gateway drug or whatever, but no, like were, were because later on when she's talking to Bobby, she's like the drugs were there before you, and I guess the drugs that we, I guess the drugs that were before Bobby was weed, right? I mean, right? It has to be that according no, to this movie. No, before, no, but before before Bobby, <laughs> yeah, you would movie. see her. No, so this, no, so that's the thing. Did there we see her do drugs before? So, so there's a couple. We saw her get the pen. We saw her get the yes. pen. So you see her with that pen throughout Which, the whole thing and she opens it and I'm like, Bobby? it does, it does. You see, it, does. Okay. it happens a couple can of I, times. Go ahead, yeah. Can I just say that this pen thing, so for people who haven't seen this movie and I don't, I don't advocate that you do. So, you know, I, <laughs> I don't advocate. they have, she goes and get, and like, and apparently this was true and this happened uh, like a couple of times, I guess. She's getting autographs. There's a person there who's like, can I get your autograph? He's a weird, creepy guy. And you're like, why is the camera focusing on this guy so much? It doesn't make any sense. And then she like takes his pen and then you're like, is that guy? I was like, is there a scene where some stalker tries to kill her? I was literally like, what's, what is this scene about? Then that scene ends. We never see that guy again until the end of the movie when we then see him again. And when you see him again, you're like, the same guy. And then she keeps the pen and it's like, oh my God, there are drugs in that pen. And they reveal that there are drugs in that pen. Why they set that up as a reveal makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is in actually insane for them to do. <laughs> yep. And the thing is, they do it so early. Like the part Bray is talking about so is early. early in the film. So you see And her, you're so confused. You're like, what is this? And it's not, it doesn't her, feel like it pays off. No, because you know. Because <laughs> you know. The thing is, and what was so crazy is like timeline wise though, that definitely predates Bobby. Yes. A hundred percent. The first they, one? Okay. Yes. Okay. James, they show it's like three no, it is. It's like three and times. And it happens a couple other times. Okay, yes, they I only show it a it, couple of times. And the thing about it is, the you always see her like open it. 
but like you never see, like you always would see her at a desk or something and she's opening it. And I'm like, yo, bruh, if you're going to do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? Bohemian Rhapsody literally was like, nah, we ain't touching on this. You'll see him look at somebody, but they ain't show him in a club. And even I think they did I'm, at one point. I'm pretty sure this is true. They did not show her do drugs until Bobby was in her life. They didn't show her do them. And when they show her do it, it's so random. It like comes out of nowhere and you're like, what? Wait, oh, oh, so now this is where the crack cocaine comes in? Like, what? When did that happen? When was, there was has, a point where I said this? out loud, like, is she doing drugs right now? But there was no, <laughs> nothing had happened. And she's just to doing them. them. And then, and then, and then the next scene doesn't, we don't deal with her doing them until many scenes later. And then they have the drug montage. But then it's like, by then you're just like, what's go? It, you're doing a movie. You should slowly introduce the drugs and we should start to see them have an effect on her life. We don't do that at all. We don't do that with any, anything in this movie. And when that, ha- and yeah, for sorry. that, because of that is why it has that feeling of like that you're, anyone who was around then experiencing it the same way it would happen if it was on TV or I guess she's doing drugs. Like literally like, <laughs> like that was what it would feel. That's what it felt like in real time. That's what it felt like watching this two-hour movie, and I don't, I don't get it. But what y'all just said, which is hilarious to me, is like, Bray goes, yeah, man, the only time we saw her do drugs is when she was with Bobby. But at the end of the movie, she goes, and James, you said it earlier, the drugs came before you. Well, I wish you'd tell the press. And I'm like, why the fuck did we watch her do drugs? Well, technically, we saw her take out drugs. Only time we saw her do it was with Bobby. To almost right. say like, oh, man, Bobby... Bobby turned it up a notch because they're doing drugs. Again. And I'm pretty sure when she did it, it was it was like right after they had a fight, right? Or yeah, like yes. before they had a fight, so, like so, when she came home and he wasn't there. Yes. So you always see her. So it what? Yeah. Bruh. So it was like they they literally did they they this is what they did in the movie. They literally said, "Oh no no no, we're not saying it was Bobby. We're not saying Bobby was the reason she was doing drugs because other people have said she was doing it before Bobby. So we're we'll put that line in the movie and also." You know, the common was of Bobby. conception was it was because of Bobby. So the only time we'll show her do drugs is because of Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it, what? what? Yeah. And because they do it that way, it doesn't make any, it's so confusing. It doesn't make any sense. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends, DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger, for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. Uh, sorry, we skipped that, because I just wanted to say really quickly about the, like, her being famous. We see her do this performance, you know, with Clive D- Davis there. Oh, the late night show, the late night show one. And then, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm just saying in the, in, the when one she's in the, singing in the, instead of her mom, yeah. oh, like, oh, in the movie, right, right, right. And he's like, and he literally is like, yep, like, she's great. And then there's like a funny bit about like, when you say something's okay, like, it, you get a free sandwich. When I say it, it's like a multi-million dollar deal or whatever. And then the next scene is she's signing a contract. And then the next scene after that, she's like doing a, a song. And I'm just like, we don't see the impact. We don't see her 
I think they maybe do a scene where like her song is on the radio, but like even that feels so soulless. It's so yeah, because it's quick. There's no yeah. joy in it. Yeah, because it's, it's also it's after a like montage of her singing a bunch of different songs or trying a bunch of different things, and then we don't feel like it's not like we return to her regular life after having signed something, you know, or seeing her really interacting with with the people in her day to day. It's like she's she's just in it. And then here's her song on the radio. And it's and so so it has the this experience of like, well, of course your song's on the radio. I mean, that's what all that work was for. You know, it it like feels like it doesn't feel like a moment. No, not at all. Cause she are also she also signed the thing with the Clive Davis. It was like, and th- that's the other thing with to me. I was like, was it really that easy? Like he just saw her sing once and then she got signed to this deal. I mean, or you could have been like, because they tried to touch on the fact that she kind of was a legacy kid. And I'm like, okay, if you're a legacy kid, maybe that's one thing. Yeah, we never touch on that. Then we see like him taking a bunch of shit and she's like, yeah, I don't I don't write music. I just sing it. Like, all right, cool. And you see him sitting there with her doing song by song. And I'm like, he never had a difficulty with her until the drugs when she was like 40. Like it was no, and even that like wasn't, and even that wasn't a difficulty. It was like she she showed up, you know, she shows up like late one night, uh, potentially strung out, you know, and just wanting to sing a song. And we see him looking at her, kind of like, "Oh, I'm nervous about this." And then the next time we see them together, he's like, "It's time for you to go to rehab." But it's not like, but also that scene too that you're talking about, James. They do wind up picking a hit. Yeah. 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 So it's like, so it didn't affect her at all? At all. They pick pick a hit every time. She is an artist that goes through no, like, we do not see when, like, the style of music changes and she has to figure it out. We don't see, yeah, like James said, honestly, not even bitwise, we don't see what happens when, like, Mariah shows up. You know what I mean? Like, we don't see anything. Right. Because they were just like, because it, because... First of all, she's famous, and I feel like we get, we're robbed of the joy of her becoming famous. Like, we don't, we don't really, we don't feel it, you know? Like, I guess they do the scenes, but it's so bland, we don't feel it. And then, now she's famous, and so they're like, well, a big thing in Whitney Houston's career were, like, people saying that she wasn't black enough. So we'll just have this interviewer say that, that exact thing. You're not black enough. And then she has this interview where she's, like, talks back to the dude, and then the other's like, oh, was I too harsh? And she's like, no. And then it's over. And they never talk about that again. We never see any effect, like how that was affecting her life. Like it literally is like one interview where it happens and she says this thing and it's over. And it's like, but it wasn't. Like that's not, did this really, if it didn't affect her life, don't put it in the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, so so what I was gonna say is I actually think that there's one. there's at least one more moment of it and it's when they're at the award ceremony and they boo, and they boo and they boo her you know for being for being an oreo or whatever whatever they say i don't think they say oreo but whatever it is that they say they about call her. her oreo after that or something we never hear anyone they do say call, it. okay okay so there's that and then somebody that's says the, but, that but, they said it yeah yes and so that's the that's the same night though that she sees bobby brown and is super into bobby brown and i i'm telling you that i feel like the movie is trying to say that that feeling of like not being black enough made her run to Bobby Brown and start living this 
this life, you know, of drugs and being ratchet and blah, 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 and whatever, because y'all said she wasn't black enough. And now she, and it feels like the movie wants that to be what happened. Like, like it, that's what it feels like the thing. message they're trying if, to do. If you want us to try to say that, then actually say it and do it. Yeah, but say it and do it. Say it with your chest. But also, I I hate that as an idea too. Because because who because who knows? But still, but still, it's something. It's something. Yeah. To prove. <laughs> it is something to say. This is why she went through what she went through. Is because no one accepted her. Like, and I've heard those stories. It's like white people didn't accept you, or maybe too many white people accepted you. Like that shit happens right now. Like in entertainment, we got like I feel like we have friends who are working and who are becoming famous. But I'd be truthfully honest, like. I know black people who do not like them, but white people fucking love them. And I'm like, that is a thing. Lizzo talks about the fact that like white people support her, but then like black people be, not all, but like black men and people come at her all the time, talk about her weight, this and that. I'm like, that is a struggle. If that's her struggle, show it. This movie felt scared. It felt like scared. It felt like by the numbers. It felt like, and the thing is, I, I feel bad that, we're dissing this movie because I'm okay dissing the writing by this white dude, but it sucks because I do think some of this is to the director and that sucks because she's a black woman and I'm like, we got to support. But it just feels like all around it was a failure, except for the costumes. Costumes are fire. And to be fair to her, she, she, she joined the director who is the director for this movie joined literally right when production started. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the change announcement was in September of 2021 the latest productions started was beginning of October 2021. So she had virtually no prep. All the prep that was done was done by somebody else who left probably because they were like, we can't do the movie like this. Like, this isn't right. And they were like, well, we we got the life rights and like the estate. I don't know how any of that works and whatever. But like, I I just... It's it's such a shame because then what you have is a completely soulless movie that doesn't even feel as grand as Bohemian. At least there is a grandness to Bohemian Rhapsody that this movie just didn't have at all. At all. But Bray, even thinking about Bohemian Rhapsody, right? The director of Bohemian Rhapsody, this exact same thing happened, but even worse. So like during Bohemian Rhapsody, the director got fired while filming it. The guy who was doing Rocket Man came in in the middle of the film and then basically made the movie, even though he didn't get any credit for it, which sucks. But he went through the same process. So for me, it's so hard because, yes, I get that you came in last minute. But, but yo, man, it's just, it's just so bad all around. And I'm just like... By but, the way, also some of the worst editing I've ever seen in my life. The editing. In the all, great, all around. All around. And it sucks. And I feel so bad, man. I feel bad for people. I feel bad. I feel bad. Like, I love Charlize. Charlize is dope. I think she did, like, the damn thing with the costumes. I feel bad that this movie didn't hit, especially coming after, like, Judas and the Black Messiah. I feel bad for this director. I feel bad for this British black woman who got to play Whitney Houston. I feel bad for fans of Whitney Houston. Like, the, tri- the thing is, this movie came out and it was, like, honestly, like, no real buzz. You know what I mean? At least like with Till, for instance, like no one's excited to watch Till. No one's like, no one's like, oh, you guys see this movie. But people are like, this goddamn actress bust her ass and killed it. You got to watch yeah. it for that. This movie, I, I felt, feel like. <sighs> I felt so, I do feel so bad for this actress because 
I can't imagine how much work she did on this. Movie. Yeah. I, it just feels like she was, she did so much work and her so much physicality, backstory. her physicality. There are times where she would just like walk uh, across the, the, the shot or the screen or whatever. And it would be like, that is Whitney Houston. Like I'm literally looking at, she like embodied her on a level that was like, I think truly remarkable and and it's a, it's just a shame that it's and getting in this no movie. help from the script, you know, <laughs> yeah. just nothing, yeah, none. <laughs> you know, like I that's so like, oh, goodness. And you're right. And look, I do. I feel like what's his name? Look like I was like, oh, he kind of looks like Bobby Brown, like uh, like Ashton. Like I was like, I can see it, especially in that first scene of the like him on stage doing the new the new edition stuff. It was like, oh, yeah, this is. Yeah. But like <laughs> their meeting is. I just can't imagine that this was this is how they met, but like, or at least how they connected. But like, their connections—it's literally like this in the movie. She sees him perform at the Soul Train Awards. She's like, mm, "Who's that?" He's sitting in front of her, miraculously, and she goes, well, "How old are you?" And he's like, "Old enough." And she's like, ha, 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 "Old enough." <laughs> and then, and then the awards. So yeah, I'm like, "How old is she? How old was she at this point?" I, we have no context of any anything of what the time is, by the way. You just you have to know you have to really know Whitney's life to understand what year it was. Like every now and then they were like every now and then they were like, it's 1998. And you're like, oh, OK. You know, I'm like, what, what was it the scene before? What year was it the scene before? I don't know, because you only do this at random parts of the movie. And I don't know when what is when when where is happening anyway, because there's a scene where like there's a scene where literally the dad is like. Uh, you have to date men. You have to date men, you know, for your image. And then the next scene is her like singing a song with <laughs> with Jermaine Jackson. We literally all we see is all we see is we see that scene. The next scene is her in the studio with Jermaine Jackson. A person like I think Clive Davis or somebody going like, "Ooh, they have chemistry." And then the next scene is her at home with Robin, and she's like. You had sex with your mate Jackson. And I was like, what? That's not a movie. You can't do that. You can't, you can't go from them singing in a studio, somebody making a comment about their chemistry. We don't see their chemistry. They're just singing a song together. And then the next scene is the, is the fight about her cheating on this. And it was like, were you cheating, by the way? Are you in a relationship? We don't know. Are they still in one now? I don't know. She when she brings and then also the dad is like when she says like, you know, I'm not going to date men. I'm not going to do that. Well, that tells me all you need to know. And it seems like her dad has a lot of control over her life. But then she does still wind up being the creative director. So I was like, well, then when did that happen? I was like, the, the scene you showed showed that the dad was not on board. But then she winds up still being there. Yeah. Yeah. What was this? And, what <laughs> was the de- and also, did the rela- romantic relationship stop? And if so, when? Was it after the cheating scene? Like, I don't know, because there's no conclusion to I anything. I need to see the deleted scenes. There's got to be some deleted scenes to this movie. I got to see them. There got to be a couple pieces that make some of this stuff there's make no sense. There's no conclusion to any of it. And it doesn't, and I look, and I, I look, I'm not advocating for this movie to be longer, but my goodness, like, just take some, like, you have to t- wholesale take other stuff out if you're going to do this. Like, because, it, yeah, it did feel long. And also, none of it made sense. And it was flying through her life. And, and we didn't, no, it didn't feel like, it never felt like one scene was setting up the next scene. 
like nothing ever felt paid off. The Bobby Brown, she meets him. The next scene, they're on the red carpet together. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, so they're dating now. Okay, how did, like, what? So how is their date? Like, do they have, how is this relationship at the beginning? Like, is it hot and sexy? Like, whatever, like, we don't really, it's like we see that scene. And then the next scene, he's proposing to her and also telling her that he cheated on her. And what was also so frustrating to me, I, I mean, I, you know, of, of course he's proposing to her after we get a scene from her saying, it's not like I'm going to marry him. So it's like we at least get that, like that she doesn't think that she's going to marry him, you know. And, and then perhaps the movie why wants not? us to think that she's only... Exactly, why not? So, so perhaps the movie's making us think that she's only saying yes because she thinks she has to or whatever. But then the thing that infuriated me about Bobby Brown is when they have that big fight and maybe break up, then we don't see Bobby Brown for three or four scenes. And then the next thing we know, they're like, she's still with Bobby Brown. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> Yo, this movie, I, I, I just had a hard time because we go through her life and she looks the exact same. So they didn't even think to age her at that's, anything. That's true. Like at no point. And, 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 and it made it confusing because you're like, I don't know what time. There was a scene where Clive Davis goes, you haven't made, like, literally the scene starts with him saying the sentence, Whitney, you haven't made an album in eight years. And I, w- I laughed out loud when he said that because I was like, Are, is this the movie telling me that eight years has passed? Because I don't, I actually have no clue. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, and then like they'll randomly just be like, she's like, well, I want a song with like some bite to it. And then it's like, how about this song? It's not right, but it's okay. And she's like, yeah, I can sing this song. And then it's like them, her doing the music video. And I was watching going like, damn, I got to rewatch this music video because this song is fire. But how much better would it have been if they saw, if you saw the fight with her and Bobby Brown to her singing that song. I kept thinking about, there's that part in Ray when Regina King pushes him and he's like, oh shit! And he just starts playing Hit the Road Jack. (laughs) That is the best part of that movie. It's my favorite part of that movie. And there there are moments in this where they suggest a fight and then a song happens or suggest a, they suggest a change in her life and then a song happens. But but to your point, Bray, it's never active in that way. And it never, it, so it never really packs that same punch. But like even, what's the one? Uh, yeah, it's not right, but it's okay. It's, imp- it's implying that she's talking about the, the scene we saw with Bobby Brown a couple scenes ago when he was like out and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but that was also, a, there was a scene between these two. Like we don't, we're not feeling this in the same way. Listen, man, the movie's bad. Like, I don't, we, this movie's bad. Like, it, like there's, 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 it's funny because it's like, I, I, this is a, this is a movie, the level of bad that this movie is makes me go back and look at other movies where I've said it was bad and go like, I was being too harsh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. I was like, I'm like, like sometimes I like, honestly, like a movie like Beauty, I'm like, at least that movie was, God, at least that movie was trying. Like that movie. (laughs) I mean, that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But I was like, at least they like, at least they were trying to do something. Like, I I at least feel like I know what's going on with Beauty. A little bit more True. than I know what's going yeah, on with Whitney Houston. Like, yeah, this, I mean, this, one, I was this, like, this is, is bad. some nonsense. I ain't never, man, I don't know what to say about this, man. Also, like, there's like a fight between her, between Bobby Brown and Robin at one point, but then that's not the end fight. Like, and then we get another fight with them. And it's like, none of it makes, feels like it makes any, like, that last fight with them, she's like, 
Bobby, make sure nobody comes in. And then Ramen comes in and is like, hey, like, you got another tour, whatever it is. Like, she's delivering business news. And Bobby's like, she doesn't want to see anybody right now. And then she's like, I want, she can, she always, yeah, but I'm not anybody, you know. And then whatever, we get this scene and it's supposed to be, I guess, the scene in which Whitney's like, I'm with Bobby, you know, and Robin's like, I can't, I can't do this any, anymore. But like, it's, I don't know. I, I, I can't even explain how they say all the things that are supposed to happen, but like, you don't feel it in the slightest. Cause it's a bad movie. This movie is just bad. Like I, what are we supposed to say about this badass movie? When they, they don't even did, do the show. We don't even get to see the show. They do, they do a whole reality <laughs> series. That was a that was a crazy time. Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown had a reality series. They did, and the and the world lost their yes. They were on. <laughs> they were they had some show, and and it was like the the feeling about it was. What is going on with Whitney Houston? Like, like the the, the thought to people watching was like, oh shit, that's that was the that was the real like that was the point when everybody was like, oh Whitney has some bite to her in a way that like before then everybody was like, isn't she the angel? The blah 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 blah. blah. You know, they didn't do any of of this. Whitney, oh, but being but, Bobby Brown, what the yes. hell is this? <laughs> yes, you don't remember that? No, it was crazy. It was a it was crazy. It was it was such a what wild time, and I, I couldn't wait for this movie to get to that point. Well, wait, and, Jace, and it Jace, never happened. That first episode of of uh, being Bobby Brown. This is the log line. I've never seen the show. Is the first sentence after being released from prison in Boston, Bobby is joined by his wife, famous artist Whitney Houston, for a family vacation in the Bahamas. Yo, hear me out, bro. If you'd have showed me a clip. Uh, this nigga Bobby Brown getting out of jail. And Whitney Houston rolling up being like, baby, we going to the Bahamas? This movie would have been turned up 10,000%, bro. 10,000%. Well, I want you to watch just, I want you to watch seven minutes of being Bobby Brown. James, I'm watching all <laughs> okay. of it. Fuck this. I'm watching the whole <laughs> thing. What network was this No, on? no you won't be able to stop after seven minutes. What network was this? Ten episodes? Bravo, right? Bravo? Yep, bravo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find this. What he got Whitney Houston on a reality show? Yeah, I I can't believe they didn't go into any of that stuff. I can't believe it. They look insane. Stuff with the dad was was so confusing. I could not understand. He took her money, and then what? What was happening? And then was like, I know you're hiding my money, which was and like also oof. like there was the scene where she told her dad like I'm the boss, like I'm the boss. You work for me. And he's like, oh, really? And she's like, yes. And you're like, oh, okay. And then that scene ends. And then we get a bunch of other scenes. And then there's another scene where it's like, your dad's like, look, 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 at, the, look at all these documents. Look at all the money your dad's spending. And you're just like, so when you told him you were the boss, like, what happened after that? And then also, wait, also, by the way, you would think that when she finds out this stuff with her dad, she would immediately go to him. But she doesn't. A few scenes happen in between that. But then when she goes to her dad, she's rushing in the hotel being like, I got to talk to you right now, as if she just learned this information. But she hasn't just learned it because there were other scenes in between. And that's probably an editing thing, by the way. 
which is another reason why this movie is so bad. But it's like, it makes no sense. The urgency in her, in that scene to like have this fight in the middle of a hotel makes no sense. And then he tells her to shut up and then she does. And I'm like, you gotta show, we've never established in this movie why her dad has so much power over her. They don't even try to suggest it outside of just like it happens sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does. And we don't understand a rhyme or reason for why, except for the fact that he's like, I like Whitney is daddy's girl and she will always be daddy's girl. Guys, guys, guys. You ever watch something and think to yourself, how did my life get to this point? You know what I mean? You're like, what I do what I actually did have I had that experience <laughs> to be in this experience right now. And then you're watching it and you're like, man, how long would this terrible experience go on? And you pause the remote and realize, oh, there's an hour and 10 minutes still left for this movie. And I've learned nothing for the hour I've been watching this movie. Guys, it took me two days to watch this movie, yo. <laughs> two days. James, when you text about getting a screen, I was asleep. <laughs> With the movie, I was watching this movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a nap. And I was asleep all night. Okay? Woke up the next day like, fuck, I do not want to watch the rest of this movie because it's an hour and 10 minutes left. And you know what, James? It was just as sad as the first hour I watched. <laughs> How long did it take you to finish that hour and 10 minutes? Though? Oh, this is my thing. I was writing. I was right. I forgot. Hey, I'm going to show y'all. No one else can see it. I realized I left some of my Christmas cards or my holiday cards. So I started writing my holiday cards to people while watching the movie. And I would look up when something exciting would happen. So that means I never looked up. I got all my cards done. <laughs> all my cards are done right now. So. No disrespect to the people who made this movie. The black ones. No disrespect to the black ones. I don't know if I can actually say that. And this isn't a diss on the acting. But I don't know if there is one scene in this movie where I was like, man, that was a good scene. Like, was there one scene? I'm I'm actually, like, I'm being legit. Like, was there one scene where it was like... I I liked... I... The scene... Just the the singing, the okay. scene. I liked the ending, the the last the the like it's the, those yeah. last like two. No, even though even those last two, like the scene at the bar, and her, and then her trying to sing home, like at, into the. I liked that. I actually liked that moment. I don't like how we got there, but I but I did actually actually enjoy watching that part. What did it? Shouldn't we have seen the scene where she's in Sweden and she's singing so bad that people are asking for their money back? Well, Bray, we don't saw, you think that's a scene we should see? We saw a clip, and then a, she sounded fine to me. So I don't know what made the, it bad. They also didn't do that awards. There was some awards show that she did during her like "I'm back" phase, where it was like I re- I remember her coming out and. It was like she's like clearly drunk or like clearly like on something right now to the to the viewer. It felt it, this is what it felt like watching it. And like and I remember afterwards everyone being like, Oof, oh, oh, this X, Y and Z is wrong with with Whitney. I like remember 
that moment. <laughs> and I just thought we were going to there were a couple times where she was almost wearing a similar outfit. And I was like, oh, maybe we're going to see this, see this happen, you know, and and I can't believe they like, like this. Here, OK, they showed this made me mad. They showed everyone around the world hooting and hollering as she sang the national anthem. And I, I laughed at that because it was like they think they think that this is what we want to watch. <laughs> like, they think we want to watch. And they, they dedicated time to people everywhere enjoying the national anthem. And it's like, yes, of course. What? It's like, yes, she's singing one of the most popular national, national anthems of all time. But also, like, wh- like, why did you need to have, like, CG? Why did you need to show the CGI jets, like, doing the colors in the sky? Like, did they think that looked epic? Like, I was like... I, it, it, it's the idea that this was the think, think about Bohemia. Bohemia had one big that scene at the end is all CGI. They spent all the money there. Like we got to have one. My only thing about matter of fact, the trailer for this is just that. There's no uh, there's no scenes from the movie except. But for like her they doing at that. least they at least in that scene one that's the end that's like pretty much the end of the movie. And they also at least set up the fact that it was like, like, cause at that point, like felt like the band was like almost breaking up or whatever. And then they were like, this is like, is it, wasn't, wasn't it like the biggest concert of all time? Yeah. At that time it was, it was like, they were performing at yeah. some, yeah. And my thing is they could have hyped her yeah, up. Yeah. Like it was like a feed the world type of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they could have hyped her up and been like, yo, this is the first, you know, one of the first black women to perform at a Super Bowl. It changed how they, it literally changed how people I mean, they could have, right? But, you know, something. she was the one they, who was you, like, "You're absolutely right." Slow it they down, didn't, you know, they didn't set it up. They didn't set they outside of the fact they were like the Super Bowl, and it's like, okay, yes, like we all know that the Super Bowl is a big deal, but like also, we're living in a time where it's like, look, it's a it's a big deal for an artist to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, but it's not even close to being a highlight of their career. You know, a highlight would be them performing at the Super Bowl, you know, being the halftime show. So it's like they it's like if there if this if this was a huge such a huge moment in in, you know, Whitney Houston's life, like you have to explain at least set up why it was that. Why was it such a big deal outside of just like like, of course, like, you know, Super Bowl is a big event, you know, and we know in the context of history that like it's one of the most famous renditions of of the national anthem but like i don't know it was just like it was weird because that felt like the biggest outside of the end it was like one of the biggest performances that she did in the movie it was the only performance where we really saw the crowd out again except for the very end but like it was the only performance where we saw the crowd like get super hyped and everybody be like oh my god you know we also see that like Bobby is watching it from home, which I think was supposed to hit in in a certain way. Like he he's wasn't not there. there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they were trying to communicate that oh, to did. some degree. See, oh, maybe I because did. he was at the last performance, sitting in the crowd with the baby. Yeah, like on um, the baby. Was yeah, on but Robin, but but Robin's there, in the wings. But, but yeah, but but Bobby's not, and I think that that was something that was we were supposed to get out of that. And is, is her mom still alive? Because. It's something so interesting because growing up, it's, it's interesting this movie painted the dad in such a bad light because growing up, I always thought it was the mom who was doing the most. And I wonder if it's like, because her mom isn't painted bad at all. That Oprah performance, like the mentioning of all of those names at the end of that per- performance on Oprah, I think, you know, they were sort of using that also as like, a, like these, are the, these are the people in her corner. 
Damn, man, she was so young. Looking at those highlights at the end, like just, uh, what is it called? When he's just writing at the end of the movie. Oh, like, and this is what she went on yeah, to do. This is what like happened. The... Those accolades are so insane. And I felt like the movie did not do any of that justice. It's like, yeah, and we we don't, she's not a character in this movie pretty much at all, even though she is in it. We don't really see Whitney, we don't really see Whitney Houston, the mother, at pretty much at all in this film. Like, we see her like, Maybe like there's like one scene when she's like a little bit older and she like says that thing, but it's like I don't know, man. It, this movie, I I I felt nothing for Whitney Houston, the character in this film. And yeah, so they don't show the actual death; they just have the scene at the end. There's like a, there's like a couple of images before this of her in the bathtub. And then we see her like take the drugs out and she's singing and then it just and then it goes to the this performance that happened a few years. And again, I'll just say I did really like this. Like I liked I liked the conversation that she was having with the guy at the bar. I liked that it came sort of after we we get a conversation with her. I, I don't know what that guy's role is, but the guy who's like, you know, sing this song and like you do this live versus not doing it, doing it live. And so then the context of like him, the guy at the bar celebrating that performance that she did and having been there and saw it. And then, and her thinking like, I'm going to sing, I am going to sing, you know, live, I'm going to sing live tonight. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to singing the song live. And then we just get her, you know, kind of marking through it softly you know, choosing to maybe leave the drugs or not at the, you know, like all of that stuff. I thought that was really moving. And it was, just, you know, like really moving ingredients to to something. And like, it, it was just a real shame that it was all happening at the end of this, you know, because cause it, if, if, if like this was the stuff that they were like trying to hit us with throughout, it would have been a really impactful movie. But, but, you know, but they didn't. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I got nothing else. I got got no idea what to say. You know, I just, you know, yeah, I have nothing. I I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about this movie anymore. Uh, uh. I mean, I mean, okay. What if they would have just, instead of even having that actor sing that song, like, played the perform like like just played the, my goodness like that would have even <laughs> i would have maybe cried had they done that <laughs> and just from the virtue of those last few moments already being moving for me but anyway anyway <laughs> infuriating <laughs> infuriating let's vote <laughs> i got nothing i was ready to vote when we started oh but i oh i also just want to say that they probably didn't show other actors this is a reply to something you said earlier Gerard, but they probably didn't show a lot of those other people because you have to get like permission to use their likenesses and stuff and so maybe they just didn't do it. you know like oprah we we don't see somebody play oprah we just see the like her on the monitor they did that the like, same with kevin costner they like showed like the real kevin costner footage from the bodyguard like through the monitor it was weird that was weird yeah it was almost like why even do why even be on the set of the bodyguard like why even do this like we all know she was in the bodyguard who cares you're not saying anything about this like we don't this isn't affecting the character in well, life no, it was because it was of the, she had a the miscarriage miscarriage which i didn't right. know happened at that time but i mean like okay i guess because it happened on the set right <sighs> yeah okay fair enough all right let's vote for this thing
Yeah, let's vote for it. So we rate uh, films not based on how much we liked it. It's actually the cause of we 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 based it based on the cause, and the cause is helping more leading. Oh, sorry, I'm this this whole film is messing me up. <laughs> let me let me do this again. It's time for the cause. Take your time, brother. Take your time. It's time Ooh. for the cause. Mm-hmm. Say that. We rate mm-hmm. films not based on how much we liked it, but whether or not it helped the cause of leading black actors in yes. Hollywood. In Hollywood! And Woo! if it fully, fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it didn't really help the cause at all. Yes! We can't give it anything. Uh, I love so, this. if... We'll now raise up our ratings for I Want to Dance with Somebody. More leading not, black actors in Hollywood? Yep. Bless, Bless you. you. Whether or not it helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. More leading go. black actors in Hollywood. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Count of three. Three, <laughs> oh, two, <God. laughs> one. <laughs> two black fists <laughs> and a palm. And, and well, Bray was kind of doing like a... <laughs> Listen, I almost Bray gave it nothing. amorphous... <laughs> I almost gave it nothing. I'll tell you why I gave it a palm. Because I'm happy it hired this wonderful... Like, Ashton, I think, is wonderful in almost everything. Maybe not this movie. I think he might have been miscast, but I usually love him. And the lead actress, what is her name? Uh, Naomi, I'm like, good for her. You know? No shade. Not a British person playing an icon. Got it. This is what we do now. Yeah, I mean, she got a part. Nafisa got a part. I, I cannot remember what we gave... Harriet, but in terms of like reception and general vibe of the representation of black people in the in the the movie, it feels like there's a lot of crossover here. But I gave, but but regardless of what I gave Harriet, I gave this a fist because of yeah, like all of the black actors in the center of the movie, the black director, you know, and like, and I had I given. And since we don't know what the money is going to be, you know, I feel like I would have been giving it a palm, which I almost gave it. But I feel like I would have been giving it based on, like, the fact that I didn't like it. <laughs> but, you know, so, so that's why I'm giving it a fist right now. Did John know there's a Whitney Houston movie directed by Angela Bassett? Is that, is that the Lifetime movie? Oh, it's a TV movie. Did oh. this same thing happen? Like, what happened with the same thing that happened with the Aaliyah movie? No, uh, what's her name? Aretha Franklin. There was like a a TV movie. Oh, no, no, wait. Yeah, TV movie made at the same time as like the movie that was coming out in theaters. When was the, when's the Angela Bassett movie? This this was made in 2015. Okay, a while ago. Okay. I don't I remember that. The trailer. I didn't notice that at all. Yo, this trailer looks like they got the same budget. Yeah, I mean, this movie looks like a Lifetime movie, so it's, it feels like a Lifetime movie. It actually looks pretty entertaining. I gave it a fist. I don't know. I, I guess because Naomi Akers, I feel like maybe she'll do something else after this. Like, I don't know if she'll get blamed for this. They cannot put it on her. <laughs> it, seems like most, it seems like most reviews praise her, you know, while saying, like, the script is bad. A few people liked it. Maybe you're one of them, listener, and we're sorry. You probably didn't listen to this whole podcast. I don't blame you. I don't know. They're doing cocaine in this trailer. They did. They in it. <laughs> the trailer they doing cocaine. Lord yeah, and mercy. I bet they go into the Bravo show. You can't have a lifetime original movie about 
about Whitney Houston and not spend a shit ton of time on that bra. I can't believe she was just being stores yelling at people and saying that. <laughs> that was, Bro, this movie I didn't do anything. I can't oh, wait to watch track. it. It is anyway. I All can't right. wait to watch uh, this. We're, we're, we're finished. Thank you so much for listening. Wow. What a sad season of uh, I have films. <laughs> 2022 was jk you don't know what our year review is going to be okay so thank you so much for listening you can rate and review us on itunes if you give us five stars we'll read your review on the air follow us at blackman podcast on twitter and instagram blackmanpodcast.com is our website we have links to merchandise there like uh, t-shirts and stuff via t public we also have a defunct patreon there's a year's worth of episodes on there so if you subscribe five dollars a month you can listen to all those episodes and i'm subscribe whenever you like because there will not be new episodes also we do a live show at the ucb theater in la every month there's not one in the month of january but there is one in the month of february i forgot what day it is is it the fifth sunday february february 5th which is my sister's birthday shout out my mom's birthday shout out no snap snap so february 5th she might come also I don't know if ticket links are up, but if they will, they'll be on our website. Ticket link will be on our website. That's it for me. Follow me at John Burlock. Okay. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. A third is three RD. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I do still have an amp radio show. I have just a handful of episodes left. It's once a week. It's going to be at a new time, and I don't know what it is right now, but follow me on amp, James Third Comedy an app and you can donate there are four weeks left to donate to my kickstarter for my new comic it's called junior it is got was fully funded in two weeks which is exciting so we're now in stretch goal territory please donate please donate to get your copy i know i was like god damn well shit shit you better get up you better get coming too (laughs) but please donate episode two (laughs) <laughs> please donate so you can get a copy oh man you can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram yeah man that's all I got shit and this review is by West Coast Spidey he says been listening and learning for years wish this podcast didn't have to exist but I'm glad it does Gerard, James and Jonathan have a lot of knowledge to share and I've learned a lot from these guys I look at movies differently both in terms of race and diversity but also the writing in general been listening since 2018 and I can't watch movies the same anymore I've learned things I can't unsee, but it's all in the name of the cause. Outside the podcast, it's been cool to see them grow in their professional and personal lives as well. And I hope nothing but more good things are to come. Three Black Fists. That's so nice. Thank you so much yeah, for that. Thank review. you. What a po- What a great review to start off the new year. Yeah, I love thank that. Thank you for that. Come on, baby. 2023. Here we go. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.